the greatest sound in sports comes in a flashing light. It's Light the Lamp with Brian Blessing and Cam Stewart. All right, kids, here we go. It is another playoff edition of the Light the Lamp podcast. Always a treat to talk to Cam Stewart about anything. But to talk hockey with him, it becomes even more compelling. How about that? All the <laughs> throwing roses wow. at you out of the wow, gate. You're getting, wow, you're getting pretty serious there, Brian. But uh, A little smarmy, a little yeah. smarmy. I don't know what to, what to say, but... I guess the biggest surprise so far as we check in uh, with the hockey playoffs has been the play of Nashville. Like, I thought, honestly, if you told me any series, mm-hmm. like, I would have picked probably Nashville. I had Nashville and Carolina. I had Carolina to win in five. I didn't even – I still think St. Louis could have won a game. Washington, the fact that they're out this early, that's that unbelievable. No, now, that and, and we know Colorado's good, but to sweep St. Louis, St. Louis is still a Stanley Cup team with pedigree. I thought they'd get one game, maybe in five. It is shocking to me. That we're going to have at least six games uh, with uh, <laughs> well, yeah, well, what do we got with Carolina uh, and Nashville? And I got to give Soros and uh, and the Predators credit, man. They've been battling in that game all overtime too. Like, ooh, wow. The shocker for me was Washington going home so fast. Oh yeah. Uh, the, but we, I had Winnipeg. Me too. In that series, never, never saw a sweep coming. But believe me. By the way, let's just have the discussion right now. Connor McDavid ends up winning 10 Hart trophies. Does he win a cup in Edmonton? I mean, at some point, how do you knock this guy? He's an incredible player, but you know, and maybe it's maybe it's a lot more so in football where guys get in the Hall of Fame based on if they won Super Bowls, a lot of guys. Yeah. But, I mean, McDavid at some point, Got to have some playoff success, and I get it. The supporting cast nothing to write home about, but but you're telling me there's not one game in that series that the best player in the world doesn't have two goals and two assists and win a game? Well, that's the thing, Brian. Like, I'm not going to rip McDavid, and I still think he's probably the second or third best player. Like, I I think Nathan McKinnon's better. That's my personal opinion. I've always been a McKinnon guy over. McDavid, even though McDavid has the speed and stuff, I like McKinnon's complete game because he plays better defensively. And that's the problem that I have with Connor McDavid. There's a level that doesn't exceed the level. And when you go to the playoffs, there's guys who are great that can elevate. Hell, look at the Leafs. Jason Spezza is a healthy scratch. All of a sudden, he's scoring goals, getting breakaways. He's playing great. Joe Thornton, like, there becomes in the playoffs, you have to have another gear. It's not his fault totally, but where's the team defense? Uh, everyone can blame Mike Smith. It's not all on Mike Smith. I know he let in some bad goals. They had leads. It's team defense. And I'll tell you one thing about Connor McDavid, too. He doesn't play a two-way game. He is not as gritty. That's exactly right. Let's call it out for what it is. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Austin Matthews on the Leafs leads the team in hits and stuff. If you call this guy soft, well, he's playing like an intense, mean game. It's like McDavid in his press conference. Yeah, we're gonna be okay. Yeah. I know. It's like I just want to like I, I know that's a hockey player thing. Like, oh yeah, you know, you don't give anything. But when are you gonna when are you gonna care? Like when are you gonna step up and say enough is enough? Like he just doesn't have that killer instinct that I'm looking for in my player. It's a damn like you gotta want it, man. Like I I'm not saying he doesn't, but I mean to the point of almost killing somebody, and I just don't see it. 
Well, the playoffs are a completely different animal. You can have all the 100-point seasons you want, but if the team in a series when they're playing you night after night after night finds ways to effectively clog the neutral zone and match up a terrific defenseman against you who will take a lot of the things you normally do away from you, you've got to adapt your game. Well, that's the thing. And when you look at the Winnipeg Jets, they're not even a very good defensive team. Brian, look at all the guys they've lost on the on the back end. They have a great goaltender in Hellebuck, but you know what I mean? And kudos to the Jets. People are like, oh, why'd you get rid of Patrick Line? It's very simple. He's one of the, he's a defensive liability. That's why they got rid of him. I don't care if he can score goals for you. You can't have that guy out on the ice in important situations. And Edmonton has a lot of Lanes on their team. That's the problem, Brian. This thing Well, individuals be... do not win the silver shiny. Exactly. Hey, I'll look, tell you look, one thing. Look at the way Boston plays. I mean, yep, I watch Boston amazing. night. I watch him night after night, and a lot of times I go, They're amazing. How, how do they win? You know, I know. I mean, they're so top heavy, and Pasternick and Marshawn, those guys are clutch. But Bergeron chips in here, a role guy there. You know what? It's it's a system that just works. I don't know that it's good enough to win the whole thing, but they just win. Yeah, and it's funny, Brian. Like we're doing uh, the podcast. Like Wayne Gretzky was working with the Oilers. <laughs> kind of like, see you guys. Like I'm not I'm not going to say he would have stayed if they would have gone longer. But he got that uh, hockey job with TNT, and you know I'd be running away from that organization. It's like. I can't believe these guys got swept, but it's a bigger problem. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. I still think the goaltending is an issue. We talked about Koskinen and Smith. Smith is long at the tooth, but it's just the whole team. Like, they just don't play a defensive game that's going to win you uh, a playoff game. It's like up and down pond hockey. It doesn't work. And uh, what can you say? You know what I mean, Brian? Like, there's a big problem there. And you look at the other teams, and, and I'll give Austin Matthews all the credit in the world because... You know, sometimes I could be hard on him, but I'm watching him against Montreal take out the body, put the guy through glass, back check. That doesn't come naturally to him. He's a goal scorer, but he's learned to be an effective two-way player, and it's rubbing off on the rest of the guys. Hence, you see their domination. If not for Carey Price, the Leafs would have probably won some games by five or six goals. You know, the interesting thing when you watch these series, they take on a life of their own, and you start to watch the matchups, and you see the coaching and the chess matches and the last change. And the deeper the series gets, it becomes more intense. It's it's so compelling. It's great. Uh, by the way, full disclosure, taping this early on a Wednesday. So we got a couple of game sixes coming up on Wednesday night. First of all, okay, the Panthers and the Lightning. And I, I, we, we called it, Brian. We called it. it. I don't want to give ourselves the Barry Horowitz. We t- said Joel Quenville is a great coach, but I don't like what's happening with Bob and, and Dredger. Uh, I don't like the, the goaltending situation, and you said it too. Spencer Knight, what happened? They look like a totally different team. Uh, well, I, did they I not com- say? They, oh, I know. They I, know I said, did I say throw the kid in? I said yeah, throw, throw the, the kid but, in. But, 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 but to the point now, we'll see. And if it ends now, they learned a lot in this series. So the I Panthers, agree. watch out for them here in, in, in the coming years. If not still this year, we'll, we'll see. But we were laughing because you had the Panther sound effect that was going back to the tender Vittle sound effect. The Panther may be back. Yeah, no, no, no. The cat. <laughs> yeah, the Panther. <laughs> yeah, no. 
Yeah, there we go. Cougar yeah. Panther, you just ate the cat. Like, I'll tell you something, man. They look like a different team, Brian. <laughs> yeah, the panther turned into a cougar, into a mountain lion, into a lynx, and, and, and the cat's dead. I'll tell you one thing this is a mean cat with sharp teeth right now. If you're Tampa Bay, you better be very, very careful. And I'll tell you something, the Florida Panthers can beat them. It's very, It's a very simple formula. Don't take penalties. Don't take penalties. Don't put Tampa Bay on the power play or you're dead. If they Let play me tell like you. they did the last game, man, they can win. Like, I, I still believe They can. The I think the Lightning win. But I, you know what I would say? When you're trying to find compelling stuff, it's like the Battle of Alberta. And you, you although this year was goofy. But generally speaking, Edmonton, Calgary is kind of must-see TV. This is good for the league. If you 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 need both teams to be good, and usually rivalries are forged in the playoffs. Panthers Lightning games for the next foreseeable future, they're going to be must see TV. Good for the league, a regional rivalry with two good teams. I got yeah, like as I said before, Brian. Like we talk about it, like everyone's like, oh, Leafs versus Montreal. It has lacked the you know how do I say. Um, enthusiasm um intensity it's okay it's playoff hockey but not to the level of a florida tampa bay if you're watching that series it's been absolutely fantastic the speed the hits the hate it's been a much better series it's kind of crazy like you talk about legacy it's just these teams in the north we've talked about it it's like they've already been drained and the playoffs have just started we brian a lot of the things that we've talked about it's actually happened. Like, you look at, I hate to say it, the two worst series were the Edmonton and Toronto series. Like, all these other series have been better than them. And I think it has a lot to do with just the way the season was for these guys. The travel, no fans. It's just, they're kind of like in a mental bind, I guess, if you were. Well, they may end up getting the last laugh here in the short term that it, it reaps rewards for them. But I'm like, you've got Bobrovsky. You sign this guy, and he is making all this dough. He's making $10 million a year for another one, two, three, four, five, five more years. This guy's making $10 million potatoes. And then you go and draft Spencer Knight in the first round. You're like, well, what are you doing? And so now he's in, and he maybe he helps you do something now. But what do you do, Cam? You've got Knight, Bobrovsky, the Dridger kid probably, you know, they'll end up having to move him. You can't move Bob Bob because of his contract. It's an immovable object. It is. Well, what do you do? You can't just say because a guy makes that kind of money, we have to play him. He might be a backup just making that kind of money, right? That's, I don't don't know really what to say about that. Like, what are you going to do? You can't get rid, like, you can't get rid of him, the cap situation. No, he makes too much. But I'm you may, also not, those, those not going to – they suck. I know, Brian, and you, you have some with the Sabres, the Ocpozo deal you talk about. There's horrible deals that – Billy Lano, Christian Ehrhoff. Yes. Skinner oh, yeah. has a good – Skinner's making $9 million. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can you believe that? Skinner! They have to trade Sam Reinhardt simply because Reinhardt had a $7 million season this year. Yeah. And he's going to sit there and go, wait a minute. You're going to pay me $7 million. I'm four times more productive than the guy you're paying nine. You exactly. got to move him. You have to trade him. You can't. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you'll wonder whether they are. Right, the other one, Vegas, Minnesota, 
is oh, one of the oddest series I have ever seen in all the years I've watched hockey. Somebody comes out of the gate, they dominate the first period, then the other team kind of comes back and completely takes over the game. There was only a game or two where it was mod- moderately different. In two games, Minnesota gets a goal. March so quick answer, and Vegas took over the game. Vegas tries to close them out, get the lead. The place is going nuts. Inside a minute, Kaprizov with a quick answer. Minnesota comes back and wins the game. They don't have any quit in them. I think it's going seven, and it becomes a coin flip. But this is a bizarre, really a bizarre series. I'm going to be honest with you with this one, too. I think Minnesota's been jobbed a lot in the series. They've had goals disallowed. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Vegas is uh, video replay, guys, the MVP. They've totally turned around <laughs> series in the game. No, honestly, though, Brian, if you really think about it, the two to nothing offside, that changed the whole game. Minnesota wins that game. They're looking to close out the series. So can I specifically, I can I just talk about that? Sure, you, sure and, you and, and you are brilliant because it is the key thing in this entire series. Minnesota gets the split out of Vegas. And they're up 2-0 at home in Game 3. And they've only lost, had only lost, five times in that building. They get another goal. It becomes 3-0. The video guy chimes in. I think it's offside. They disallow the goal. Instead of Minnesota going to get another one, the air comes out of the balloon. They end up blowing the game. But the funny thing is, that one moment, Cam, if that goal stood... And they were up 3-0, and I think there's like three, four minutes left in the first. As God is my witness, Minnesota probably, and I mean this, probably gets another one, right? It would have been 4-0. But if it was 3-0 after one, I would bet my lungs that coming out of the locker room, Leonard would have started the second period to wake the team up. Let's not throw Flurry to the Wolves. That one play, this whole thing would have been really different. I mean, like Vegas... Could have been gone already. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you really break down the series, I think Minnesota's been a little bit better. Um, Vegas has got breaks. They, hey, they're also good too, and they find ways to get you know to score big goals on the road. Like Alex Tuck, I, I absolutely love that goal that he scored against his former team. But Vegas has been fortunate. Um, I think they've gotten calls in that series, and and I'll be I'll be honest with you again, Brian. I I'll, like that's the thing. I'm not going to see things. I gamble, but. I think the Leafs have been the benefit uh, in their series versus Montreal. The refs have been a little bit in their favor, too. And I think Vegas seems to get these calls uh, more often than not against Minnesota. I would love to see the series go seven. But I'll tell you one thing, these road teams, right? Like, you almost want, like, Minnesota, to me, plays a better game when they go into Vegas because they don't do dumb things, right? Like, they just, they were great early, and then the wheels kind of fell off. I find when they play in Vegas, they're more methodical, don't make mistakes, and you do... You don't, you don't do stupid things. Like I kind of talk about when I when I played hockey, you like going on the road because you're not playing That's... for anybody. Your girlfriend's not there. Your mom's not there. People aren't there. Know what you do? You, you know play what? for your team and you score. You make it real simple and you shut up the fans. That's what Listen, you do. Listen, DeBoer talked about this. You and I have talked about this forever in a day. Vegas, up 3-1, they come home, right? They've never, in four years, the runs they've gone, they've never closed a team out in a series at home. Ever. Nope. Yeah, exactly. And because what happens is you, you – and DeBoer talked about this, and the Wild got away from it when they went home. If the Wild play a dump and chase, crash the net game, they can handle Vegas, believe me. But 
what happens is, like you're saying, the team comes home and all the good things you did, keep it simple, off the glass and out, don't go up the yep. middle, you know, quick shifts, uh, solid uh, line changes with the defense pairings. All of a sudden you get home and you start trying to do the stretch passes and the three-on-twos to impress the crowd, and the next thing you know it's going the other way and in your net. Yeah. Like, the only t- like even though Nashville won their games at home, they played a perfect road game against Carolina till Nekic, he scores that, uh, like, that kid is How unreal, good is he? I, I got to be honest with you. He's been like, nobody's even talking about this guy. Like, I, I, half the people who watch hockey don't even know who he is. This kid you know on Carolina is unreal. See that wraparound? He did a wraparound from like seven feet outside. And Soros couldn't even get close to getting there. Like, that is stupid. And he's been playing great hockey. He's taking the Predators on his back. And that wraparound, he didn't even get close. <laughs> like, hey, but, was it, how do I pronounce it? Neckish? Like, uh, whatever. I have problems Nick, with these no, European no, no, names. It's, it, uh, it's Nekash. It, yeah, the yeah, funny, the funny thing is, why last can't he night, be Tom Smith? But he's good. He, he, he goes coast to coast, and he does. Yeah, I know. He does, he goes coast to coast. Well, it's like Ned. Did you yeah, say that's Ned? I yeah, yeah. I like I, who's the goalie for Carolina? Well, Ned. Ned. That's all you got to say. It's Uncle funny. Nekash goes coast to coast with that wraparound goal last night, and our buddy David Shane, who's uh, he's a regular guest on Vegas Hockey Island, he's a beat writer for the Golden Knights, and he was flying into Minnesota. He had just gotten to his room. Nekash does the coast-to-coast wraparound, and Cody Glass was the Golden Knights' first selection in franchise history. Went sixth overall, but he sends me 2017 NHL draft. Cody Glass, six. Casey Middlestad, eight. Martin Nekash, 12. Nick Suzuki, 13. The point is, the draft is such an inexact science when these are exactly. teenagers. Who's going to be the stud? Well, Nekash is the stud. Suzuki looks good. Those other guys are good too. But like, yeah, no, he's just he's taken up his level of play. And I got to be honest, uh, sorry, I keep on saying that. Yeah, by Brian, it's like wild to me. Carolina actually, when I was watching them play, I'm like, do you guys realize you're in a battle against Nashville? Like, it took them a while to turn on the light. And then I'm like, wow, in the third period, like when that team tries, they could bury anybody. It just seems to me like, are they out of gas? Like what's wrong with these guys? Because they were, they looked really slow. And then all of a sudden when desperation hit, they started flying all over the place. Like they looked fantastic in the third period of that game. I'm like, that's the Carolina team. I know they just haven't looked right to me. I know Slavin's hurt, but well, the atmosphere in that Carolina <laughs> yeah. building is wild. Isn't it, it great is. to see fans? The Caniacs are the good games? fans. That's I the thing. Like, honestly, God, my heart really bleeds. It does for for you on a daily basis. I, it bleeds for me because I have to deal with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel so bad for you, and I feel bad for the Canadians and the Leafs, and, and you know. My God, just, my is, bro, like, and there's nobody you know, there. in the car today. Like we were just railing on the government in the car. Like my mom's dropping f bombs and stuff. Like she's she's old. Like <laughs> yeah, she's like yeah, I, 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 I'm like I'm saying the same thing. I'm like, what have you done to our life, to our lifestyle? Oh yeah, here's a great idea, Brian. Here, hey, everybody, Let's, I got an idea. The Montreal Canadiens versus the Leafs. We could have fans in the stands in Game Six. Oh, okay. How about the series is over in five, you morons? You might not even get p- p- people in the building. We talked about it. 2,000 vaccinated workers, heroes of the community. Me and Gabe talked about it on our show. How hard is this to figure out? Oh, but things are going to be different 
four days later than when... No, what's the difference between letting 2,500 people in five days later? Do you not see how stupid this is, Brian? Actually, you do. I well, don't understand. Like, we're, 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 are we living under a rock here? Like, well, what's happening? I mean, well, you go. We, 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 we're not going to say. Uh, we're not going to save my the, mind. Well, we're not going <laughs> to save the world here. But the funny thing is, like, well, you know, the, the with the restrictions, uh, the, the the restaurant closes at ten. So yeah. you're telling me at ten o two, COVID takes a time. <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. COVID goes bananas <laughs> yes. at ten. At ten <laughs> o'clock, right. it comes out like a vampire. Yeah, yeah, it's like gremlins. Yeah, yeah. I pour water on him. Here comes COVID. <laughs> oh, is it a panther or is it, or, or is it COVID? Stupid joke. Honestly, oh, God. Hey, gover- God. hey, government in Canada, get Dude. bent. Ontario government and federal government, you bunch of losers. Oh, You're in worldwide oh. embarrassment right now. Third oh, world man. countries are like operating better. I don't even know uh, what's going on here. Anyway, uh, well, yeah, we're, doing, right. we're doing a hockey show. That's all right. I, 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 hey. Yeah, if it, if it, you got to get it out of your system, you can't. You don't want to chew on stuff. Get it out. You know, I'm your. No, but you're right. No, Brian. The way this has been handled, it just like every idea is stupider than the next one. Like you know what I mean? Oh, we'll have a couple fans game six. Oh, okay, that idea is good. Well, that, that, that's good. Why not get that? I, and you know what? And just just as an aside, I will tell you. And knock on wood, I think we're all going the right way. And you know what? I I I, I literally drool for Cam, and I mean this. I'm dying to see you. And the, and the crazy thing is, when you get here, in five minutes after you get here, I'm going to look at you and go, when are you leaving? Exactly. I know. We did a hockey watch party uh, at Sunset Station on Monday night. And yeah. I'm telling you, you forge friendships and people that come to all these things you always know. Cam, Monday night, just to give you hope, these people walk into the hockey watch party. Everybody's walking up. I'm hugging you. Good to see you. My God, mm-hmm. you haven't seen these people in over a year. I mean, we're just dying to normal, you know. And so the normal things are happening again here. So there's hope for you. And I got to get your sorry butt down in here. So come on down. Yeah, no, that's do the shows the with thing. me down here. You got it, buddy. No, I, I think things are going to get better. You know, we're waiting for the second vaccine. It's just, it's just one of these things, Brian. It's like what we talked about, though, like common sense, like. Um, just living scared, it's it's not a good thing. I'm not going to say, like, the thing is, before this stuff happened, it's not like I went out every single day and did this and this and this, but you know what I mean? At least there was an option. Like, I could have gone to Niagara Falls. I could go do this. I could, you know, hit the casino. And you just reach a point where every day is like Groundhog Day, and it's been, it's not just monthly now. It's been a year and, and change. So I, enough is enough. Well, but let's just... And we still, you know what, on, on the hockey front, yeah, they still, we've heard nothing... But you know and I know that, let's just cut to the chase, Toronto or Winnipeg is probably coming down, and depending where they go, they're either going to be playing in Buffalo or Arizona or L.A. Yeah. they still We still don't know where the Canadian team's going <laughs> to exactly. end up. I have no idea. And they're going to be fans there, right? Obviously, they're going to be fans wherever there. What are they going to do, cheer for the other team? It's it's like, it's it, Brian, like it's the whole thing, like look at the Jays, right? They're in Dunedin. They just had their, hey, bye, Florida. Now we're going up to Buffalo. So they play in Buffalo, right? Like, it's just, you have franchises that have fan bases in a city that have teams playing in Florida and here and there. And the whole thing is just ridiculous. But, yeah, they got to figure out uh, out something. I will say, 
Um, I'm really looking. The, the, the hockey's been good though. Like with, even without the fans and stuff like that, we'll 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 give Winnipeg full marks for what they did to Edmonton too. And we like them as dogs. But I think things are going to get better. It's just like, come on, people, though. We got to open this thing up, Brian. No, I can't wait. I I told Cardano on the phone. I'm like, you know, I'm taking care of my parents and stuff. The minute I could, uh, you know, figure out a way to plan some stuff, I'm going to head down there. And I I actually might stay for a couple months. I think I'm just going to set up shop and and just move from hotel to hotel because, yeah, I just need a a lifestyle. If this keeps going for Christmas, I got to get you an Echo chainsaw so that you can cut your hair. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, my mom. I shouldn't even say this on the air because our haircutting. Uh, be- my, my, my mom's like, I found a hair. Oh my! I go, oh, mom, illegal hairdressing. That's what it's come to now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I found this lady. She cut uh, my hair. I, She'll do you. So yeah, I'm gonna get an illegal haircut uh, this week too. I've had enough. I, I love. <laughs> I, I never can get enough of it. It's me. I hope Cameron. the folks like it too. You got, no, then, I got, I go, I gotta you take the show with when, blessings. Say hi to when Brian you, for me. When you do your mom's voice, I swear <laughs> to you, it, it throws me back to when I was a teenager. It's like, there's a penguin on the telly. I mean, was she a Monty Python character? Uh, no, no, honestly, Lisa does a good my mom, too. No, that's how she talks. Cameron, can you can you drive us to the blood clinic? Uh, yes, mom, I, I, I can do that before the show. Like, No, she really talks like that, Brian. And she is a mixture of, like, George Costanza's mom and, like, it's, I'm trying to think of, like, somebody else. Yeah, she's, my mom is a piece of work. That's yeah, true. Anyway. Hey, Pittsburgh and the Islanders. I just want to ask you about this. Who's going to win this I, game? That's the thing. I, gonna here's a, I'm going to stick with what I said on the front end. Isles. I thought the Islanders would win game five, and I think the Penguins can actually win game six. This series has to go seven. This is the way it's been played. I kind of agree with you. Like, I got to be honest with you, though. Like, Jari, he played such a good game. Oh. And, then the, and then the giveaway. It's like, Ouch. This, this guy's unreal because you know what he does, Brian? I'm like, wow, Jari's really like figured it out. And then he does like, he lets in I know. horrible goals and he does stupid stuff. But other than that, it's almost like it's bookended. Horrible. Well, you know he's great, got, great, 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 horrible. How many times have you seen this though? I mean, it was an awful giveaway. It's a horrible decision. Just go in the corner with the puck. What do you do? But exactly. you know what? How many times do we see the guy though go to hero? I think yeah. I think he I think he plays well. But I will say this. If the Islanders advance, you've got to make the totals four and a half in oh, the Bruins Islanders games. Yeah, no, if they're like none of this, if if they leave a total at five and a half, I'm just gonna take the under until they put it at a, a flat five. That's the thing, Brian. Like you even said it, four and a half. Uh I'm gonna be honest. Uh what about the Bruins? Um I wouldn't step in front of these guys right now, even though the Islanders play really well against them. There's can just you something imagine? about Boston. I know. But see the thing is that you're getting you, you get fooled, all right, real quick. We'll, we'll just do another minute or two here. But I, you get fooled when you when you look at box scores, like Vegas the other night. I'm doing the hockey watch party and I'm driving home and I'm listening to the post game thing. Oh, they would have won this game nine times out of ten, and the referees and I'm like, please, you guys, you you, you know what? Vegas outshot them twenty two to one in the second period. You mm-hmm. you pick up the newspaper, you go what? I'm like, how did that, you know, oh, the goalie stole, and they're, they're, they're saying, Talbot stole the game. No, he didn't. Shots are 22 to 1. Minnesota gets a two-goal lead. They change and go to pack it in with five goaltenders. Everything Vegas was doing was from the outside. Talbot's catching the puck with his teeth, and the quality chances are probably relatively close. Yes, Vegas controlled play, but they weren't scaring the goal. It's exactly. Like, you know, so, you know, so then... You look at the Islanders now, a team they can't shoot it in the ocean, but they're playing Jari. 
But you get to Boston, it's going to be Varlamov against Rask. No, or Sorokin so, against or Rask. Sor- or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, all of a sudden, those games become 2-1 games. You're not playing Pittsburgh anymore. No. And, and these other games are still – they still find ways to go, to go under the total. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you, Brian. Like, I think maybe this, game, this series goes seven, but I'm not betting against Boston. I don't care if it's, if it's Pittsburgh or the Islanders. Boston will be played. They're, 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 this team just – you said it. They just find ways. And to, to further your point, it's like the Montreal-Toronto series. I was like, oh, Montreal's got – that's the problem with these uh, sabermetrics people and analytics. Oh, yeah, Montreal, please. Mon- Montreal has possession of the puck. You know where they're having possession of the puck? Nowhere near the net. So who cares that's if they have possession it. of the puck? It. You absolute moron. Like, that's the thing. Like, you're trying to tell us we're morons? You're morons. You don't even understand the game. Who cares if they have chances from the outside? They're not threatening. It doesn't matter. Quality chances matters, Brian. Right. I mean, the, the, uh, we could do a whole podcast, and, and you know what? And, and I and I do. I get accused of it, and I'm like, bring it on, kids. Listen, yeah, bring I it got on, a run- look. I got a running debate. And he's a really he's a good friend uh, with another media member here in Vegas. I'm not gonna you know, and it, it's a it, it's turned into like a fun thing, and it's turned mm-hmm. into a social media thing where I've said to this guy for four years. Face-offs matter. And he goes, face-offs don't mean a damn thing. And I'm going, what? I'm like, no offense, Brian. The guy shouldn't be covered. If you you say face-offs don't matter, I don't want to be a jerk. You shouldn't be covering hockey. They matter more than anything. (laughs) If you never played the damn game. And and I I said, he says, well, yeah, they won 60% of their face-offs and lost the game. They they don't matter. So? so But I'm going, you're missing my point. I mean, I'm not talking about face-offs at the blue line. I'm talking about face-offs in the offensive zone. Exactly. Stanley Cups are won, divisions, uh, series are won and lost, and it's the only time you can run a set play is off a face-off. Well, the other mm-hmm. night, like, and I, I, and then you get the minions chiming in on social media. The, the guys that like him have his back. Then yeah, other people are, but, but what was the game the other night? Literally, right off, drop the puck right back, goal. And I, I, I show the goal. I send it to the guy on yeah. social media. Go, end of discussion. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, you're right. And, and, no, and but he comes, he comes back at me. Like, he goes, you're making my point. And I said, look, I, no, I, said, I give you, I give you credit. You know, if you're gonna go down, go down swinging. You know, he, but you're, the games are different in the playoffs. The little things mean a lot. Bad line changes cost you games. Going up the middle of the ice cost you games. As mm-hmm. the Penguins. There's there's things you have to do to be successful. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. And no offense to all you people who just say that. Like, we played the game. I know the game. You said it. And face-offs are everything. Think about it. Face-off in the other end, power play. You have possession of the puck. You can set things up. You're, you, you win the game. So to say that face-offs aren't important is absolutely, to me, asinine and stupid. Like, it's just... It's it's a wrong, it's it's simply wrong. I don't care what data you bring to the table. It's wrong. Well, it's, I played the, the game. Reason, <laughs> and and I see. I wasn't like. I, and I love. We're we're friends. We're very good yeah. friends. And it's it's like a fun thing. And I'm, yeah, I'm but, not even mentioning about. I keep. Nah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not turning it into a thing. But the but the point remains. You know, the things you've got to do to win games. Uh, you have to be smart and and keep it simple. Stupid, bud. I mean, yeah. That, that that's what it comes down to. 
Nope, you're absolutely correct, man. I, I couldn't agree more. I think I think it's vital. Just take a look at uh, even the Leafs uh, Montreal game off the faceoff. Goals are scored, so uh, I think it's uh, I think it's vital, right. Brian, especially on uh, you know when you're in the attacking end. All right, let's shut her down. Here's the deal: Saturday night, midnight Eastern, re-air Sunday morning, seven a.m. on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Two Hundred Four. Andrew Torres joins us. We'll do the Light the Lamp show, and we'll really have a, a big picture on what's coming up in round two as we're moving forward. Uh, say hi to mom and dad. Enjoy the <laughs> I rest will, of the night. Enjoy, Cameron. All right. Thanks for joining us, folks. Uh, there you have it. It's the Light the Lamp podcast. Join us on Saturday night on Sirius Two Hundred Four. 